You're listening to The Health Beat with Sarah and Pete. And our podcast pledge to you, dear listener, is to inspire you to be better. To help you find time to achieve your goals. To motivate you to take action. To encourage you to eat healthy. And occasionally make you laugh. <laughs> Welcome back to the Health Beat. After a little hiatus, we are back. Peter, are you excited? I'm so excited, Sarah. <laughs> well, this season is going to be a little bit different than last. So this season, we're still going to be releasing a new podcast every Thursday, but instead of just Peter and I talking, we're going to be adding one guest interview per month, starting with today. Today, we're talking to Nicole, and she has a pretty amazing life that I kind of want, <laughs> but let's just get into it. What do you say? Okay. So Nicole Connolly is a full-time traveler, online entrepreneur, and chief freedom junkie. In 2012, Nicole and her husband, Michael, sold everything they owned to travel the world indefinitely. Now, four years and 45 countries later, they are still living a life of adventure. Nicole has built her own online empire and now teaches others how to do the same through her course, Quit the Cubicle. Now, before we jump in, if you want to find any of the things that we mention in today's show, head on over to thehealthbeat.us forward slash HB37. Hi, Nicole. Are you there? Hey, guys. Yes, I'm here. Okay, great. So thanks so much once again for joining us today. Um, let's just go ahead and get right into it. So for those that don't know you already, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are and what you do? Sure. Well, I'm Nicole Connolly. And as you can tell by the accent, I am an Australian. (laughs) (laughs) Um, In 2012, January 2012, my husband and I left Australia on a one-way ticket to well, to everywhere. Uh, we haven't even been back yet. So four years of nonstop travel. Uh, so who I am is um, a travel addict, obviously, uh, <laughs> and a what I call a freedom junkie. I love the freedom lifestyle. And what I do is I actually help others design or create a lifestyle and business of freedom so they can also live a life the way they want. It might not be travel full-time like me, but uh, having more time, more money, and more fun in our life is absolutely essential for all of us. So that's my goal. That is so cool. We love it. I can't believe that. Four years nonstop. I mean, that's, that's pretty amazing. Did, did you ever think that you were going to have like four years straight? I mean, that's like, it's pretty wild. Yeah, it's very wild. No, I had no idea. When we first came up with the idea of long-term travel at that time, it wasn't permanent travel, but it was long-term travel, we thought we might last six to 12 months. Um, and uh, yeah, lo and behold, here we are four years later. It was actually about six months into the trip where we realized we were already totally addicted to this lifestyle. Um, we had both given up highly stressful careers and, 
you know, we went from that to just, you know, living out of a suitcase, not having to worry about bills and or anything. It was just total, total freedom. So we went from one extreme to the other and we realized we didn't want to go back to that stressful way of living. We didn't want to go back to you know, having those typical nine to five hours, or for us, it was seven to seven. Um, and, uh, you know, we just, we just fell in love with it. So uh, no, we didn't leave knowing we would be gone for four years. Um, but here we are four years, and we're still not ready to go back home, much to our family's horror. They would, they would <laughs> like to see us come back eventually. Um, but yeah, no, absolutely not ready yet. This lifestyle is just too much fun. <laughs> That's so great. Okay, so can you tell us a little bit about your life before you started Freedom Junkies? Yeah, sure. So before I started this life, I uh, I was a day spa owner. So I had a day spa, uh, had staff working for me, uh, working probably 70 hours to 80 hours a week, seven days a week. It was crazy. Um, Michael was a project manager for a civil engineering company, so he was doing the same sort of crazy hours. And, um, yeah, we were, I mean, on the outside, it looked like our life was pretty awesome. We had the big house, the cars, all the fancy stuff that filled up the big house, but there was just something missing. Like we just weren't feeling fulfilled. So, uh, you know, the, the before life was stressful and the afterlife, not so much. (laughs) Wow. That sounds pretty awesome. Like a big, a big shift. Um, so was Michael, feeling the same way like were you guys on the same page about switching switching up your lifestyle uh not at first it took okay (laughs) yeah Uh, he took a little convincing um he was doing so well in his career and he'd worked his way up the ladder and as I said he was project manager so and he was uh, at the time you know early third early to mid 30s so he was doing really really well and he loved his job um but he did come home every night completely stressed, um, you know, and then I was working all weekend, so we we, we barely saw each other. Um, so I had the conversation with him in, uh, actually it was 2010, but it was a very quick conversation and it didn't really go anywhere. Um, and then it was in t- uh, 2011, April 2011, when my mother passed away, that I brought the conversation back up again. I'm like, what are we doing here with our lives? Why are we so stressed and unhappy when life is so short? Like, we got to do something now. So it didn't take long after that for him to go, yeah, I'm, I'm seeing where you're going with this. <laughs> so it was, uh, it was as soon as the decision was made, he was totally on board with it. Oh, that's great. That's awesome. Um, would you say that you guys faced any challenges when you were first trying to make the transition um, from kind of like your your jobs that you had to, I don't know, the freedom junkie lifestyle? Like what were some challenges that maybe you guys faced along the way? Because Peter and I, we actually, we moved from Seattle, Washington to San Diego um, kind of to do something similar, go out on our own path and um, it was kind of challenging, but it's not that far of a move, Seattle to <laughs> San Diego. So, absolutely. Look, I think when it comes to change, we all face challenges um, with any sort of change. Um, and yeah, absolutely. People sort of look at me, and go, "Oh, your life is so perfect, it's so great. I wish I could do what you do." And 
but I, I sort of have to say to them, hey, it, it wasn't that easy. Like it didn't just happen for me overnight. I didn't just go, oh, I want to change my life and click my fingers and there we are. <laughs> I wish it was that easy. Um, I had no idea where to start with online business. Like I'd been an entrepreneur for 13 years having my day spa, but I had no idea how to earn money online. I didn't know where to start. I didn't know how to build a website. I didn't know how to choose you know, like fonts for my website and all of this stuff. I had no idea. Um, and then, of course, we left not having huge amounts of cash. Um, we we had some challenges well before the Freedom Lifestyle started. So we didn't have a lot of cash behind us. And we were kind of thinking, do we have enough to actually do this? Like, will we be able to feed ourselves? Will we be able to put a roof over our heads? Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. Huge challenges. But you know what? The challenges, like the, I kept saying to myself, the worst that can happen is that we will we'll go back to Australia when we run out of money. Or, you know what I mean? Like there was, there was yeah. no worst case scenario that one of us was going to end up homeless or dead or, you know what I mean? It's like challenges can be overcome as long as you just, you look for those answers. And that's what I did. I researched my bum off to, to work out how to transfer from a, you know, a brick and mortar entrepreneur to an online entrepreneur. I just, I did courses. I read books. I just researched my butt off. I spoke to people who'd been doing it for a long time. Um, you know, so that's, that's all it sort of took to overcome those obstacles. But yeah, I mean, and I still have obstacles every day. Life isn't perfect. It, it's, pretty pretty close but um you know i still have challenges i have to face like everybody else um but i think you just learn to deal with them in a little different way when you're living a lifestyle that is on your terms um you know so yeah i absolutely challenges but i conquered them all god damn it (laughs) (laughs) i love it so it sounds like you and michael kind of liquidated your your lifestyle or your your lives in australia then you guys were all of a sudden just spending all this time together and trying to figure out how you're going to create your new life and make a living. So do you have any advice for working with your partner or spouse? Yeah, um, don't work in the same room. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we, yeah, we joke about that too. So yeah, wherever we are, wherever, like whether we're house sitting or renting an apartment or even in a hotel, like wherever we are, we make sure we have a minimum of two rooms, like at least one bedroom and a lounge room or something because we, we have to have our own space. And honestly, uh, as you guys know, when you are with someone 24-7, and it's worse for us because we don't we don't have just friends we can pop over their home or, you know, to their house or whatever. It's just it's constantly me and him, um, you know, 24-7 for four years. Um, you know, but the thing is, is you find ways to make it work. So for me, I'll go on a little day out and go to the cinema or a shopping spree or whatever, and, you know, he'll go out and whatever do golfing or casino or whatever depending on where we are um but yeah for as far as every day working with your partner just have that separate space uh, that makes a huge difference to me knowing that he's there but he's not right there in my face all the time yeah no we we definitely can relate to the the buffer zone yeah. um it's definitely essential at sometimes totally nicole what would you you mentioned friends how is it making friends traveling so much do you find that it's easy to make friends in new places or a little bit harder? For me, it's hard. And same with Michael. We're both um, socially shy and introverted. So um, meeting people is actually a huge challenge anyway, no matter where we are in the world. Um, but in saying that, this last 12 months, we've been getting more out of our shell and meeting people. And there's this wonderful app called meetup.com. And you can meet 
all these different people in different genres and different age groups and in different cities and with different interests uh, all over the world. And it's amazing. And we've been doing that for the last 12 months. And, um, oh, my goodness, have made some really great friends and been part of entrepreneurial groups. Like I've made so many really good friends, Mm. some that I've met in real life and some that I just have an online relationship and hopefully one day we'll meet them. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's not hard as far as, you know, there are ways out there to meet people. There's, you know, there's the meetup sites and, and groups on Facebook that arrange, you know, face-to-face meetups and so many different ways. But for me personally, it's a little harder because I am socially shy and introverted. Yeah. So where are you guys currently at right now? So right now we are living in the Bahamas for three months. Um, so, you know, life's tough. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we, while everyone is snowed in right now, we are uh, sitting in the beautiful sun and we've got beach views from our apartment and it is just, it's paradise on earth. It's amazing. So we only have three weeks left here and then we're over to California, one of our favorite places in the world. Oh, okay. so, so are you guys more of um, sun worshippers then rather than the cold? Yep. <laughs> okay. Uh, hands yep. down. In, in the four years that we've been gone, we've done one winter and it was only for six weeks. Um, and that was a true winter. It was in, um, in Toronto in, during one of their coldest winters they've ever had. And uh, it was the first time we've experienced living in snow because where we're from in Australia is Queensland. So we're used to tropical weather. So for people in the US, it's kind of similar to like Miami weather. So it's warm all year round. Um, so we don't get cold and we certainly don't get snow where we're from. So it was interesting, but um, never again. So I will, yeah. we, uh, we tend to do what we call follow the sun. So we will go where it's the summer months or at least leading up to the summer months and um, yeah, just stay in the warm weather. It's just so much more comfortable with them being cold. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I'm so with you. I love that. Peter Peter likes the snow and I don't I don't mind it, but I wouldn't want to live in it. Like I want to see the sun most days. Hey, hey, don't get me wrong. I I'm this I'm a sun worshiper just as much though. Yeah, but. you do you do like the sun, but I think you would miss it if we spent 4 years without a winter. Yeah, no, I do. I definitely do like the winters. I, I like getting a little bit of snow each year. Yeah. I don't. You can keep your snow. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's say some of our listeners, they want to live the laptop lifestyle. What would you say are some of the first steps that they should be taking? Well, first of all, they've got to decide what their ideal laptop lifestyle looks like. Like, So for me, it was to base my life on travel because I was a, a travel addict from way back when. So it made sense for me. But um, others, it might be that they just want to have time to raise their kids instead of having a nanny or instead of working while the kids are at home. Um, For other people, you know, maybe someone just wants to sit in a yoga pants all day and watch TV. I don't know. No judgment. But, you know, you've just got to work out what your ideal lifestyle looks like so you know where to start. Um, Then it's about working out what sort of business you want to start. So for me, Having this sort of lifestyle, what I call a freedom lifestyle or a laptop lifestyle, it always is going to involve having your own business, obviously. You can't live the freedom life if you're stuck to a desk from nine to five every day. So you've got to work out what type of business you want to start. Um, you know, then research the industry and, and work out, you know, how to make a profitable business in that industry. 
Yeah, so that's probably the two main things. And I do have a free a freebie that um, really is quite helpful for people who want to go down this road because a lot of people come to me and they'll say, oh, I want to do what you do. I want to just have a, life, a laptop lifestyle, but I have no idea where to start. Or other people will be like, oh, my God, I've got 28 different business ideas. Which one do I do? Yeah. So, um, you know, it's just a matter of working out what's going to be profitable for you so you can, you know, work. I mean, everyone's got to work for money. I mean, unfortunately, we don't all win the lotto. That would be nice. But so you've just got to work out what's going to be a great business for you that you can live around whatever your ideal lifestyle looks like. So for a yoga pants lady, she just wants to be able to sit on the couch and watch TV so she can be working while she's doing that. You know, stay-at-home mum only wants to work at nights because she wants to spend her days with the kids. So work out what business you can run around your ideal lifestyle and then research your bum off. Um, and if you do want that freebie that helps you decide what type of business to get into, um, you can find it at freedomfreebie.com. Awesome. I love that. And we can we can link that in the show notes too to make sure they get that. Okay. So I read in one of your blog posts that you never set an alarm. Is that true? Totally true. Unless oh my we, gosh. <laughs> yes. Unless we have an early flight, which we don't usually book early flights because I'm not a morning person. I just wake up whenever my body wakes me up. That's awesome. Yeah. It's yeah. great. I mean, in my old life, I had to set an alarm and Michael's alarm would go off at five o'clock, sometimes four o'clock, and mine would go off at six. So not having that is the most amazing feeling ever. So do you, do you fall asleep when the sun goes down then? No, I usually read till quite late, so um, I probably go to bed around 11 or 12 um, and then wake up. It's usually around 8, 8 o'clock, 8.30 or something. Yeah. That's sounding pretty good right about now. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I'm also curious. Do you guys have any kids or pets? No, no kids, no pets, but that will change in a few weeks. We are actually going to be adopting a puppy when we get to California. So we will be the couple that is traveling with their little dog. (laughs) So that will be really cool. But um, no, and I know, though, there's a lot of people who travel with kids and pets. Like that's one thing I've had a lot of emails about in the past, especially through um, our travel blog, is, oh, my God, I've got kids. I'd love to travel more, but I've got kids. Or, oh, I've got a dog and, you know, I can't travel with a dog. Or or can I? So absolutely you can travel with kids and pets. So many people Mm -hmm. do it. Um, Certainly don't let that that be a reason to stop you from living your awesome lifestyle. Yeah, we we don't have children or animals, but I I know that when we do, it's not going to stop us yeah. from doing whatever we want. Absolutely. So that's just that's just kind of how we roll. So, where have been your favorite places? for all of your travels so far? This is such a hard question to answer because after four years and 45 countries, we have been to some amazing places and there hasn't been one country yet that we have disliked. Um, Yeah, we've been really, really lucky with that. So I would say that a couple of my favourites... I'm either a city girl or a beach girl. So I love I love being in a big city like Paris or London, um, but I also love beaches. So the Caribbean, we've, we've been to about 12 islands, I think, in the Caribbean. Um, so, you know, I absolutely love that. Um, and then California, because we've got the best of both worlds, there's beaches and cities. So um, that's really cool. Michael loves San Diego. 
Um, also, Barcelona is one of our favourites. Um, so, again, yeah, it's a lot of cities. Um, one place that we did go to that isn't huge, which was really cool, quite literally, was Iceland. It was one of the first um, countries we went to on our big adventure, and it was incredible. So if anyone has the chance to go to Iceland, then absolutely grab it. It was a really cool experience. That sounds that sounds amazing. I'm actually part Icelandic. And oh. my, my mom, is. she's always trying to get me to go over there. It's pretty wild over there because the snow doesn't fully melt until like september though right like it's yeah we we it's very short we, uh summer we kind of said let's go in the summer you know that'll be cool let's let's do the do the summer so it's not too cold well <laughs> that was funny um it was <laughs> <laughs> yeah they don't have a real summer so we found out but no it was great because the sun was up like i think the sun only set yeah. like two hours in the summer there it was crazy but um, you know, it was it was still warm enough where we could go out and enjoy it. But yeah, absolutely, there was still ice everywhere. It's um, it, it's certainly not the usual, the typical summer that you would expect. But absolutely brilliant. And I would love to get brave enough and go that way of the world in the cold, so I could see those gorgeous lights. But yeah, I just can't get my head around the whole going in winter thing. So <laughs> not sure that'll happen. But uh, yeah, so many beautiful places in this world. It's it's really hard to narrow it down to two or three top ones when you've been to so many fantastic places. So so in terms of people and culture, which people were the warmest and friendliest? Would you say? Absolutely, uh, Bahamas people here are so friendly. It's ridiculous. You walk down the street, and every single stranger you walk past is, if they're a local, says hello or good morning or how are you. It's unbelievable fiji was another one with really really beautiful friendly people um and copenhagen um actually really friendly people there too so that was that was yeah that was really cool copenhagen was beautiful how do you guys decide how long you're going to stay in a place well until recently we were doing house sitting a lot so that sort of dictated where we were going to be in for how long so we would apply for a house sit and we would just sort of base our travels around it if we got it. But we no longer do house-sitting because, as I mentioned, we are adopting a dog soon, so um, you can't really house-sit as easily with pets. Plus, we want the flexibility to come and go as we please. Um, There have been places where we've rolled up to a house-sit and really haven't enjoyed the area as much as we thought. So, for instance, there was a place about two hours outside of London, probably not even two hours. And I was like, oh, it's too far outside of the city and I can't go into London. And so had we not been house sitting there, we probably would have packed our bags after a week and gone elsewhere. So mm-hmm. it has a lot to do with, yeah, if we pre-booked something and we paid paid for it in advance or if we're just sort of there on a whim and, uh, you know, we, we just come and go as we please as much as we can. And that's why we've stopped the house sitting so we can be a little bit more flexible um, and we do a lot of we, – we tend to go back to a lot of places that we've loved. So this year we're going back to all of the places that we've already been to in the last four years. So no new destinations this year. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, it's sort of just it's so varied. Like we don't even plan any more than, say, about three or six months in advance. So um, people will ask me what, what we're doing this year, and I'm like, well, I know we're going to California. <laughs> you know, after that, who knows? And then we will we'll make a decision, and then something will come up, or we'll, we'll speak to someone and go, oh, you just have to go to such and such a place. So we'll be like, okay, let's change our plans and go there instead. 
<laughs> yeah, that's great. Do you find that um, the longer you've been doing it, the more like the easier it is to kind of let go of that control and planning? Yeah, and that's something I I had to work on a lot at the start. I am a natural planner and a natural control freak, and everything sort of needs to be set in stone. Um, but yeah, I've I've let all that go now. Like it's, I'm just so happy just to go with the flow. It's it feels so freeing, and this is why I live the life I do because I want to feel free in every aspect of my life. So yeah, that's it, yeah. It seems like a good a good fit. Like it kind of comes with the territory. Absolutely, and the more you do it, the more you get used to that way of lifestyle. So like I said before, I was a total control freak. Now I'm the total opposite. So yeah, you, you change through life naturally but definitely when you're you're changing your lifestyle okay cool okay so you guys left australia we're dying to go to australia (laughs) can you tell us a little bit about life over there yeah of course well aussies are very laid back so um if you go there expect to just be in your flip-flops and shorts and t-shirts and just be really laid back um weather there is generally pretty good all year round unless you go really south like melbourne gets cold winters but um um yeah we we were originally from perth and then moved over to brisbane uh, for 10 years before we left so all of our family are in perth but um we were in brisbane for 10 years and brisbane is really cool but there's no no beaches so if you if you like beaches then brisbane's not ideal because there's only beaches sort of up the coast or down the coast um, my favorite part of Australia would be New South Wales, especially the North Coast, where there's just the most amazing sort of beach coast area. It's just gorgeous. And little towns like Byron Bay, um, probably that's my favorite. Uh, yeah, so I, I love Australia. It's got so many beautiful parts to it, um, but it's my backyard. So it's like, been there, done that, need to move on. <laughs> Totally. We totally get that. Okay. So we were looking at, um, apartments over there for renting when we first get over there. And we noticed that the rent was a lot different than in San Diego. It looked like you rent an apartment per week. Is that, is that accurate? Well, we, we just talk about rental amounts per week. So I know in the U S it's, you do everything sort of, you know, it's, it's such and such per month. Um, where over in Australia, it's, it's, it's you know 500 a week whatever it is okay um so but yeah i mean just like anywhere else if you're getting a holiday rental you can rent by the the month um as well as the week but when they quote prices on everything it's always the weekly rates not the not monthly okay cool we're like we need to talk to somebody (laughs) over there because we have no friends over there and we're like oh this is kind of confusing so (laughs) that clears it up okay All right. So kind of a pivot here. All right. One of our goals in this podcast is to showcase busy entrepreneurs and healthy habits. So, Nicole, can you share one to two of your own healthy habits? Sure. Um, I start every single day with a glass of green juice. So green juice is my breakfast. And I also eat gluten-free and dairy-free. And I try and go to the gym almost every day of the week. Almost. (laughs) That's no, that, that's great. Do you juice yourself? Yes, yes. I have. I, I, I travel with a juicer. It sounds yes. ridiculous. I love cool. it. No, <laughs> that's totally too. yes. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I travel with my juicer and a blender. So can you imagine how heavy our suitcases are? Um, but yes, I do. I juice myself every morning. 
how how has it been eating gluten free as you guys have traveled around? Is that is gluten free something that you stick with no matter what, or do you kind of budge as you go? Well, it's only been the last six months that I've been doing it religiously. Before okay. then, I sort of did a low gluten diet because I'm I am gluten intolerant, but not allergic, so it just sort of causes me a few little issues. So, but six months ago, I decided to get healthy. So um, I knocked out the gluten, but I'm not one of these people that looks at the labels and make sure there's there isn't a speck of gluten in anything. So I don't look at labels. I just know that, you know, I, anything I get that's going to be sort of a wheat-based product, I go for the gluten-free version. Um, and, you know, I don't have biscuits or cakes or, you know, muffins yeah. and all those good things. I don't have any of that anymore. Um, and same with the dairy. Like I don't, you know, I always have almond milk and I don't buy things that have got milk in it. But, again, if there was something like chocolate is my weakness, so, you know, I might have a little bit of dairy milk chocolate so it does have a bit of milk in it but I'll have that maybe once a week or something so you know I, I'm I would say 90% gluten and dairy free okay cool is is Michael on the same wagon as you <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> not even close the, the first time I had green juice he looked at it and said what is that um I'll say crap but he didn't say crap um what is that crap in your glass I'm like it's green juice it's great <laughs> so no he will never become a green juice gluten-free dairy-free person ever <laughs> really never there's no hope on the horizon no no the best I can do is get him to eat mostly organic um so we can't do that here because this island has very limited food options and there's very little organic food on this island so when we get back to um, to the US, we will be doing, um, you know, the, the whole food shopping thing so we can get mostly organic stuff. So that I've got him to promise me that he'll go to organic as much as he can. But, yeah, he, he loves his bread and his cheese way too much, and he certainly doesn't even eat greens, let alone drink them. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, so another pivot right back to Freedom Junkies. Yeah. So. You have a new online course starting soon. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, I can. I'm super excited about this course. It's it's the biggest one I've created thus far. So I have created other courses, which, of course, are all great. Um, but this one is probably the biggest of its kind out there on the market that I have found. Um, so I'm really excited. So Quit the Cubicle is what it's called. Uh, and it's a 16-week online course that basically takes people through um, steps, step-by-step step through the building of a business and lifestyle of your dreams. So, um, I mean, because we all deserve to spend our time the way we want to, because as I learned very, uh, you know, a few years ago, life is way too short for anything else. So, I put the course together to help those people who want to create a lifestyle of their dreams and, and, and their business of their dreams. So, um, yeah, it's probably, as I said, the most thorough course I have seen online. Um, there is over 100, well over 100 video lessons and more than 50 downloadable resources. So it's basically everything that someone would need to quit their job, quit their nine to five and launch their own successful online business that actually is going to make a profit for them. So we talk about how to judge if a business is going to be profitable in the future and all of that. So it's pretty much designed for anyone who wants to get into the online business, but they just don't know where to start um, because we do go from through everything from coming up with that profitable profitable business idea and then all the way through to actually running that online empire um so yeah it's it's pretty special if i do say so myself <laughs> wow that that is really great it sounds very comprehensive 
covering it all. Um, that must have taken a long time yeah, for you to I was create. Just that too. <laughs> it did. It's uh, it was a year of creation, but basically wow. knowledge of sixteen years of being in business um, is all in this course. So yeah, it's it's sixteen years in the making, but it took me a year to create the actual course content. Yeah, it was pretty pretty crazy, and we're still going every like all the time. We're updating, we're adding new stuff. Um, you know, so we want to make sure that it's it's going to change with the students so as the students grow and need more information well then we want to be able to provide that for them so yeah so would you say that this is perfect for someone who is just starting out and maybe still in their job and doesn't know what they want to do but they know that they want more freedom in their lives it's perfect because uh, whether whether someone has an idea for a business or not we actually go through, I've got one whole module and I think there's like seven videos in it that actually goes through um, creating a business idea if you don't have one. So someone could start the course and actually not know what they're going to do with an online business. They just know they can't work for their job anymore and they just got to get out. So they'll start the course and then after a couple of weeks, they will actually have this profitable business idea that they didn't have a few weeks ago. And on the other hand, someone may have even started business recently, but they have no idea what they're doing with it and nothing's going anywhere and they don't know about, you know, profit and loss and break-evens and, and marketing and advertising and all of that. So, you know, that it's also suitable for the, for the people who are just sort of starting out in their own business but are feeling a little bit lost and not sure which direction to go. Very good. So is this um, something that everybody does together or is it kind of a self-serve course? It's uh, self-serve, so it's at your own pace. Okay, um, and it's over a sixteen-week period, and modules are new modules are dropped every week, and um, yeah, so it's it's I did it at at the at your own pace style because some people are going to be busy in their nine to fives, while others are you know sitting on the couch because maybe they've just lost their job or maybe they're you know in between jobs or whatever, and they've got more time. So this way, people can do it at their own pace. They can whip through it as fast as they want, or they can just you know take it real slow if they need to. Oh, this course sounds awesome. So when the show comes out, I think the course is going to be open. You're having kind of like a limited enrollment period. Is that right? That's right. So um, yeah, so once the uh, once this goes live, um, people have around uh, a week to sort of jump in and, and uh, get started with us. And we've got these all these amazing bonuses planned as well um, for the first lot of people who, who join us. So yeah. Uh, yeah, all the details can be found at quitthecubicle.co slash details. All right, Nicole. So where else can people find you if they want to look more into you? Yeah, so freedomjunkies.com is the main website. So quitthecubicle.co is the course website. Um, so freedomjunkies.com and I'm at freedomjunkies on Twitter, at freedomjunkies on um, Instagram, and pretty much at freedomjunkies on every handle. Um, and they can also find a Freedom Junkies group on Facebook, which is basically where all the action happens. So you can actually find that by going to freedomjunkiesgroup.com and that will forward you to the Facebook group where we've got um, about 1,100 amazing women um, that are just, and a couple of men, that are, um, you know, creating the, their own amazing lifestyles. So, yeah. All right. That sounds good. I'm actually in the group and I love it. It's super inspirational. Mm-hmm. Same with your Instagram account. It's beautiful. So thank you. everyone should definitely check those out. <laughs> Okay, Nicole, well, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. 
All right. And if you want to find out more about Nicole or anything we mentioned in the show, head on over to thehealthbeat.us forward slash HB 37. Okay, guys. Until next week on The Health Beat.